0: Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, I'm about to read the chapter that deals with the laws for purification concerning the red heifer. Now, if you've never heard the term red heifer, this is a most unusual ritual that's going to be outlined in this chapter concerning um, this cow And so the red heifer is so central to Judaism, the Jews that are currently living in Israel that are interested in a restoration of the temple, the third temple, felt they had to have this red heifer before they could even come close to restoring the the temple and the Aaronic priesthood and so forth, this regulation concerning purification and the red heifer was and is unique in Israel's history. And so they searched the earth for a pure red cow with not even two white hairs touching. And uh, just in recent years, have they been able to breed in Israel a cow that has not even two white hairs, is completely red. And so this breeding of the red heifer was a big event among religious Jews in Israel, the Orthodox that are interested in the restoration of the temple system, the sacrificial system. This red heifer is mentioned in the New Testament in conjunction with Jesus. I'll read you that passage from Hebrews when I finish um, reading the chapter itself and making a few other comments. But this purification from this red heifer, the New Testament compares that to the purification that came through Jesus in some way. And so in a mystical way, the New Testament connects this red heifer with Jesus. Of course, um, religious Jews don't connect this with the Messiah, but we connect this liturgy and these laws for purification with Jesus, our Lord and our Messiah. So let's read now Numbers chapter 19. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, this is a requirement of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect or blemish that has never been under a yoke. Give it to Eliezer the priest. It is to be taken outside the camp and slaughtered in his presence. Then Eliezer the priest is to take some of its blood on his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. While he watches, the heifer is to be burned, its hide, flesh, blood, and intestines. The priest is to take some cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet wool and throw them into the burning heifer. After that, the priest must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. He may then come into the camp, but he will be ceremonially unclean until evening. The man who burns it must also wash his clothes and bathe with water, and he too will be unclean until evening. A man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer, and put them in a ceremonially clean place outside the camp. They are to be kept by the Israelite community for use in the water of cleansing. It is for purification from sin. The man who gathers up the ashes of the heifer must also wash his clothes, and he too will be unclean until evening. This will be a lasting ordinance, both for the Israelites and for the foreigners residing among them. Whoever touches a human corpse will be unclean for seven days. They must purify themselves with the water on the third day and on the seventh day. Then they will be clean. But if they do not purify themselves on the third and seventh day, they will not be clean. If they failed to purify themselves after touching a human corpse, they defile the Lord's tabernacle. They must be cut off from Israel. Because the water of cleansing has not been sprinkled on them, they are unclean. Their uncleanness remains on them. This is the law that applies when a person dies in a tent. Anyone who enters the tent and anyone who is in it will be unclean for seven days, and every open container without a lid fastened on it will be unclean. Anyone out in the open who touches someone who has been killed with a sword, or someone who has died a natural death, or anyone who touches a human bone or a grave will be unclean for seven days. For the unclean person... Put some ashes from the burned purification offering into a jar and pour fresh water over them. Then a man who is ceremonially clean is to take some hyssop, dip it in the water, and sprinkle the tent and all the furnishings of the people who were there. He must also sprinkle anyone who has touched a human bone or a grave or anyone who has been killed or anyone who has died a natural death. The man who is clean is to sprinkle those who are unclean on the third and seventh day, and on the seventh day he is to purify them. Those who are being cleansed must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and that evening they will be clean. But if those who are unclean do not purify themselves, they must be cut off from the community, because they have defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water of cleansing has not been sprinkled on them, and they are unclean. This is a lasting ordinance for them. The man who sprinkles the water of cleansing must also wash his clothes, and anyone who touches the water of cleansing will be unclean until evening. Anything that an unclean person touches becomes unclean, and anyone who touches it becomes unclean until evening. And so this is a fairly short chapter, but it has a lot of detailed instructions about the waters of impurity of the waters of cleansing or the waters of separation, depending on which version of the Bible you read. I'm reading from the NIV. But in verse 2, it says, this is a requirement of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect or blemish, and that has never been under a yoke. Give it to Eleazar the priest It is to be taken outside of the camp and slaughtered in his presence. Then Eleazar the priest is to take some of its blood on his finger and sprinkle it seven times toward the front of the tent of meeting. While he watches, the heifer is to be burned. Its hide, flesh, blood, intestines. The priest is to take some of the cedar wood, hyssop, and scarlet wool and throw them onto the burning heifer. And so this goes on in verse 9. It says the ashes will be mixed with the waters of cleansing, and it's for the purification of sin or the cleansing from sin. Now, this aspect, the cleansing from sin, is fascinating. Uh, These waters of cleansing or waters of separation are mentioned in verse 9, verse 13, verse 20, verse 21. Specifically, verse 9 says the water is for the purification from sin. And so let's just back up. The oral tradition of the Jewish people was finally recorded in a document known as the Mishnah, or a book known as the Mishnah. The Mishnah has regulations concerning the red heifer. And so these regulations concerning the heifer are that the cow must be at a minimum within its third year of life, in other words, two years plus, it needs to be completely red, even if there are two hairs of a different color next to each other or three that are far apart, it disqualifies the whole cow. So even three hairs other than the uniform red on the total body of the cow would disqualify it. All physical blemishes would disqualify the red heifer. Any work that has ever been done with the cow, like placing a yoke on the cow, even if it doesn't actually do any work, also disqualifies it. And if the heifer is pregnant, or even if a male has mated with it, it's disqualified. And so, friends, this particular cow has now been bred in Israel. I know they had the first one. I assume they've been able to continue the breeding, but it's been set aside for the rituals concerning the third temple, because without the red heifer, there is no purification from sin. Now, interestingly, the book of Hebrews in the New Testament has something to say about this in relation to Christ. I'll read you the passage. It's Hebrews 9, 13 and following. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who were ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God? It goes on to talk about Jesus is a, a ransom to set us free from our sins committed under the, the first covenant or under any circumstances. And so, this ashes of a heifer, this ashes of a red heifer, this is a very mysterious ritual. Uh, if you have time, you can look it up on the Internet and see some of the things been written about it. But we know one thing, that the New Testament compares this cleansing of the heifer with the waters of separation or the waters of impurity. They compare this to the blood of Christ, which does the substantive act of removing our sins that lead to death. And so this uh, ritual of the heifer prophetically speaks of Jesus. And so, Lord, we just take a moment now to thank you of the type and shadow found in the red heifer and its offering and being mixed with water for the cleansing and the purification from sin, that it's symbolic of Jesus who cleanses us completely from all of our sins. He cleanses us from our consciences, um, being tainted with death from sin. He cleanses us from everything that hell and this world have thrown at us by his precious blood. Lord, may we recognize the precious sacrifice of our Lord Jesus as being complete, although foreshadowed prophetically by this red heifer. The fullness came in the time of Jesus in his sacrificial death, burial, and resurrection. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you. Amen and amen.